Hi, I'm Liz Winstead. I'm Moji Alawode Al. And we're the hosts of Feminist Buzzkills, the only weekly podcast that helps you navigate the post row hellscape. We dissect all the news from that sketchy intersection of abortion and misogyny with our guests, the abortion providers and activists working on the ground. Plus, we have amazing comedians to help us laugh through the rage. Feminist Buzzkills drops Fridays wherever you get your pod fix. Listen and subscribe, because when BS is popping, we pop off. M-S-W Media. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Miss Redacted. And I'm Mrs. Frazzled. Every week we explore the teacher exodus to find out what, if anything, could get these educators back in the classroom. We've all had our moments where we thought, what the hell am I doing here? From burnout to bureaucracy to soul-sucking stressors and creative dead ends. From recognizing when it was time to go to navigating feelings of guilt and regret afterwards, we're here to cut out the gaslighting and get real about what it means to leave teaching. We've got insights from former teachers from all over the country who have seen it all. So get ready to be disturbed. Join us on Teacher Quit talk to laugh through the pain of the u.s education system we'll see you there hi i'm francis callier and i'm angela v shelton we are frangela and welcome to the, the final, final word. word the final word with frangela the final word 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 thank you for joining us here on the sexy liberal podcast network and on msw media we greatly appreciate you being here you know what else we greatly appreciate you being doing being a patreon supporter of this podcast I really, really want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for everybody who is supporting us through Patreon.com. And uh, you are the wind beneath this podcast's whole existence. You are the reason. You are. And I mean that. <laughs> you are the reason. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And any t- for everybody who's made donations, thank you. We also want to tell you that you can you can give yourself Frangela or give Frangela a gift if you go to Cameo.com. Yes, you can. You can get a specialized video, a pick-me-up, a happy birthday, happy anniversary, you name it. We can do it except for your corporate commercial. <laughs> we, can't, we can't do that. That's Come on now. And exciting, exciting shows, shows, shows. We are going to be at The Ledge August 12th. So go to ledgetheater.org to pick up tickets there. We are also doing a show at The Largo for How We Win on August 22nd featuring Kathy Griffin and us and Allison Gill and from MSW Media and Daily Beans. And it is a fundraiser for How We Win for Swing Left so we can get our country back. It's very important. Then we're going to be on the island of Kauai, September 10th in Chicago, September 22nd and Los Angeles, October 24th with the sexy liberals. (laughs) Totally fun. Very excited. And as always, you can catch us every Friday Mm -hmm. for the, in the third hour of the Stephanie Miller show for the black power hour. What happens? Stephanie Miller allows the black woman that she is out. (laughs) And somewhere Stephanie Mills becomes Stephanie Miller and finds herself riding a bike. Fantastic. Alex Jones, what is with that? Let me tell you, before we even started, Angela goes, he is the, like, the ultimate Callier Holinsky graduate. 
I mean, you need to put him in your in your you know all your media, yeah, your I social do. media posts. I do, I do. Because I do. when when you, it, it's rare that you know I, I went to college, but I don't know that I retained all of it. And it was a long <laughs> time before ago that Alex Jones got his his degree from the Callier Hill School many many years ago. And he has retained so much of it. It's so really much. remarkable. <laughs> um, we want to start with it because I can't get, if you haven't seen, just put an Alex Jones and the judge. Mm. If you haven't seen what's going on in this trial, it is so worth watching for the redonkulous nature of his Kalia Helensky method lying. Yep, yep. On the stage, I love the judge being like, "You, this is court, motherfucker. You can't lie. This is not your show. Okay? It's really, really, it's really bad. Like, literally, so, okay, so literally, his attorneys somehow emailed two years worth of his texts to everyone. Yes. Any text he made to the prosecutor, to the other side. Yes. Now, that is in and of itself. If it if that if it was an accident, that makes Sidney Powell in serious. She's in serious. She may lose her title as worst lawyer. She really mm -hmm. might. Her and Rudy, they yeah. may not have that tied up. Yeah, because I don't understand. Like for me, if I were Alex Jones, I would have lost it in the court at that moment when the other side said, "I we have your text." I would be like, "You fired." You fired? Hey, 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 you in the back, in the in the in the back. Do I can you log? Can you can fuck it? I'll do it myself. Well, see, this is why he's such a good Kelly Helensky graduate. Because what Alex did is Alex went up there and they said he they've asked him before, have you ever texted anything about uh the uh you know Sandy hooking about it being fake or anything? He was like, I couldn't find no text about that. Uh -huh. So the lawyer gets up and says, I'm gonna tell you, you've lied and you've lied in this courtroom, you've lied here twice and i and you know how i know you've lied and it goes bam screen on text messages and, and alex's jones eyes get so big <laughs> that you're like i'm worried that they're gonna fall out his head right they're way too big for the sock yeah and it's like so big and he's like oh what uh uh see now well then how can you say i wasn't giving you see you got it you got it your lawyer, my lawyer sent it to you. So clearly I wanted you to have the information. <laughs> and the lawyer's like, yeah, but you said, then the lawyer puts up a video of him on the stand lying and saying he never did that. And then he searched all his phones. He's like, but, but now you have them. Yeah. So what are we, what are we even talking about wow. here? You know what? Now, yeah, and then he goes, you had your Perry Mason moment. And the, the judges go, okay, stop. Let me explain to you how court works. Like Francis said, she literally says, let me explain how court works. You don't okay. get to lie. You, you don't, get, don't to get to lie. And this to me, but but you know what? We are America is reaping, reaping yep. what we have sown. Yep. We have re we are reaping it. And you know what? This is the thing that kills me, Angela. This man has sat there and lied, and people have given him millions of dollars. Millions yep. of dollars. Hundreds of millions. Hundreds of millions of millions of dollars. He has he has gotten he has gotten away with stealing money. Okay. Yep. And 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 here's the problem. Because we have allowed this alternative reality called alternative lies to spin off unimpeded mm -hmm. from our from truth. 
Let me, let me, let me, you know, you know how a tree grows and then, you know, it grows and it grows and you got a trunk, but sometimes you get other strong trunks coming out of that initial trunk. That's what mm-hmm. this is. And this oh, is not, yeah. this is not a situation in which, you know, you can take the weed whacker and right. knock it down. This has Indeed. strength. You got You got to call somebody in to cut this shit out and pull you know, it out. I- got roots this is the problem when you allow a narrative of the south was simply trying to preserve a way of life that's right when you allow when you allow a narrative of putting up confederate soldiers is just honoring history that's when you right. when you allow a narrative of the police are only here to help uh, and support and have no agenda against black people yeah when you when you allow these lies to fester when you allow jenny mccarthy to write books about how autism is caused by vaccines yes and then taking her feelings and turning them into fact when we allow that yeah over and over, you are absolutely right preach francis that's right that's what it is and i'm gonna tell you and not only that this is the problem and I'll, I'll take the last example you just gave jenny mccarthy i'm looking at her ass on tv mm-hmm. i'm looking at her hosting television shows i'm looking mm-hmm. at her you know being still being supported by the system after the harm she has done and nobody has called her to the fucking carpet about the fucking harm that those books that ideology that movement has done because we in this shit because of that shit yep and that's the problem with with uh, and i'm gonna admit it i'm gonna take my ownership i laugh at her right? Mm-hmm. I laughed at Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. I thought the anti-vaxxers were really annoying Karens. Yeah. Like, I'm like, these are people who are refusing to see science, but they're going to do what they do. And what, and I didn't, and I didn't see it for the danger that it was. Yeah. And I didn't see, because there's a difference between we, we've gotten to an area. It was, it was a, a couple years ago, the study that most literally most high school students can't tell what is a fact versus what is an opinion. Mm-hmm. And, and when reading information, they don't know how to differentiate. And that's terrifying, but we see it in adults. You can have a feeling about something. You can be upset about something, but there has, if you're going to call it a fact that's a whole different category right that means there has to be information and evidence but to watch alec jones literally to watch a judge look at him and say you have lied she she says i feel ridiculous saying this but you have lied twice in this courtroom today you can't lie in here and here i am saying the thing i said was ridiculous to say but mr jones this is not your show you can't lie in here yeah and the truth is yes he can he's going to do it tomorrow yeah like that's (laughs) like like if we're going to allow and there's a whole bunch of we got a bunch of stories in this thing but you are absolutely right this is we have got to start caring about yeah. each other and not just in the, there's a flood, let me help my neighbor way, which we yeah. all, we need to obviously too. But in the, when you know people, we have sat down at our Thanksgivings at whatever barbecues with these people in our families who are operating with low to no or incorrect information. Mm-hmm. And we have not wanted to get into it. Yep. And we have not tried all the different methods for how we could. I have an aunt who walked around saying that Hillary called black men super predators, which she didn't. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And, and, and every time you hear it, I, I get it. Every time you hear it, you there's that piece in you inside that goes, <sighs> <sighs> and you're tired. 
And you're tired. I get it. I get it. And it's a family. Uh, it's already stressing. You just won't get through the dinner. You're like, I don't care. Let her go. Be there. But this is the problem. The the problem is, you know, and I, you know, and I have not come up with the most skillful way because I also agree. I yes. also agree with the save yourself. Okay. Absolutely. You save yourself. Keep your spirit and your grace up that you don't need to be arguing with people that you can't, you're not trying to change the minds of. I right. get that. But there are narratives that cannot and should not be allowed to progress. And this, and I'm going to tell you something. This is, and this is what I appreciate about this particular case is that Alex Jones has met a rock and a hard place and that mm -hmm. it's called true. Absolutely. Let me tell you something. As president of the CYA Association of America, as president of the Enablers R Us Association of America, I, Angela V. Shelton of the Detroit Sheltons, will tell you, I have been one of those people in the room to do the change the subject, to do whatever I can to get away from the uncomfortable moment in reality going on in that at that table. Mm -hmm. But what we need to do is, and I think you're absolutely right, more instead of it's, I'm not trying to change somebody's views or feelings. Right. Give them some information. That's right. You know, no, don't ask them to look it up. You show it to them and go, look, I just thought you'd like this. I'd, I'd like to give you this information. Yeah. You know, like there, try everything. Try being Socratic about it. Try everything. Like, but the reality is at some point, there's some things we can't agree to disagree about. Like, yeah. you know, whether or not black people are human beings or Jewish people are human beings or women have a right. Like, I can't sit and agree to disagree about this. Yeah. Those things. But I think that when we when we hear people saying things, we know to be false. Yeah. That we do need to say something, and we do need to at least for the other people in the room make it clear that what just happened isn't true. Yes, and <laughs> that there are consequences to lying. Well, you know what? You know who spoke up? Kansas voters. Woo! <laughs> Rejected a proposed state constitutional amendment that would have allowed the legislature to ban abortions. 60% of voters, I think it was a little bit more, uh, wanted to maintain abortion protections compared to roughly 40% who wanted to strip them from the state constitution. Kansas was the first state to vote on abortion rights since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Biden said this makes this vote makes clear what we know. The majority of Americans agree that women should have access to abortion and should have the right to make their own health care decisions. I'm telling you, and they had a record high turnout. Yep. For because people, as we know, are not into midterms and they really aren't into primaries, you know, and and literally they had a record turnout. Understand when the media and I'm talking, I'm calling out Andrea Mitchell and a bunch of people try to convince you that the way forward is to talk about the economy. It isn't. No, no, it is not to talk about the economy. Fuck that. Yes, we care about inflation, but that is not the point here. We what we care about is our rights, our civil rights and bodily autonomy for for all people. Right. That's what we care about. Let me tell don't you let something. Them, don't let them distract our message. That's right. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter if you get a tax break, if you don't have autonomy over your personhood. If you are yeah. in slavehood as a woman, 
in this country and you cannot make decisions about your body, about birth control, about the uh, the right of when to have a child or not to have a child, your tax situation doesn't make a fucking difference. No, it the economy happens. doesn't make a fucking difference. Mm-hmm. The government, mm-hmm. the state is running your your household economy. Understand that banning this procedure, and we've, I know lots of people have said it, but I feel like we have to keep saying it. It's a medical procedure that is not always used to terminate a pregnancy. It is used in a number of procedures to save the life of the woman. For example, an ectopic pregnancy. Yep. That that baby can't be born. Yep. If you think it's a baby, no matter at what time conception is and what blastocyte or fetus or whatever, it can't be born. All that's going to happen is whatever that collection of cells is, is going to die and it's taking the woman with it. Mm. That's it. So when you get rid of this procedure, you're not even saying to somebody, you can get to decide whether or not you have a child, you're executing them. Yep. Because there's nothing you do that creates an ectopic pregnancy. There's no way for, I can't take a lot of vitamin A and make sure I don't have one. Well, there's you know no, what? you know, like that's, yeah, exactly. And you know, and as many women as we know who have had miscarriages, when I think about a woman being forced to carry, to be a tomb for a baby. Which can kill her. Which too. can kill her too. It is, it is to me one of the most cruel, heartbreaking, um, it's beyond insensitive. Yep. Uh, it's it's just cruelty, and yep. it's cruelty to, to women at a level that says we hate women. Yeah, and we have th- and women have no value except their womb. And if the womb, and if that that, if, and if at this point, at this moment, things aren't working inside that womb, it's okay to lose this woman. Absolutely, and that's why the, what Kansas showed was that this is the issue. Yes. Not just an issue, it's the issue. People weren't crying out there because they were looking forward to gas prices going down. That that was that's why you don't have these pictures of people crying when the when they find out how the vote went mm-hmm. in Kansas. That what they were voting for was they were voting for abortion access. Mm-hmm. They're voting for civil rights. That's right. For civil rights for rights. Speaking of rights, Brittany Griner got nine, was it nine and a half years in Russia? Nine years. I think the maximum sentence was either nine and a half or 10 years. And that I just heard, because I had seen it as nine and a half, but then I just heard a second point, Andre Mitchell, someone say it was nine. Gotcha. Um, But I mean, nine, nine and a half, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like I'm like, phew, it's nine. Um, (laughs) You know what? When my husband told me this morning, I was, you know, doing something, I was picking up, I was doing stuff. And, and I was like, and, and let me tell you, and uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to reveal, be vulnerable in my own moment of kind of shame. I went, because we look at a lot of news and what have you, I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all knew that was going to happen. But then my husband goes, but still, damn. Yes. And I went, you're absolutely right. Yes. I need to hold space for this woman going through a really, truly horrific moment. And, you know, in my mind, I've already jumped to, we knew that was going to happen. That was the expectation. We knew that was going to happen. The the Biden administration is working on getting, exchanging her, blah, 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 blah. But I skipped over to, you know, the next six steps, right? 
but not to hold the space for this has happened. That just happened. I think we, you know, people have these discussions a lot. Like people will say on Twitter or wherever else, Instagram, you know, how can you be shocked at this point? I think shock is healthy. I think in this, I think it's it's when we stop being shocked by the indecency, the inhumanity, and the and the um, lack of of decency when we stop being shocked by these things i think it makes it easier to, for our hearts to harden for us to lose our empathy for us to not think to start to feel and all this road leads down to what's the point of voting like you know what i mean like, like and, it's, and it's it's and i and i'm not saying you know that it is a big jump from there to there but for some people it's not as big a jump and i think after the last six years um in particular and it is really easy to feel disheartened it is really easy to feel like you can't make a difference in like well this is just what's going to happen we what i do know is that when things get attention and i mean attention from us the people we make it clear yep. that we have a problem with something we have a chance of having it change yep and so so Brittany griner that- got is getting attention because we're giving her attention you know what i mean and she needs it and deserves it because like it's a ridiculous sentence it's a ridiculous the crime in and of itself it's they they're breaking their own laws to put her on it to put her on trial it clear there is no rule of law this is about you know um <laughs> messing with the u.s yes and it's especially it's, it's over a, the ukraine yeah and it's it's about prisoner exchange it's about mm-hmm. getting value targets from us you know they're going to get a murderer back they're and trying, we're going to get yeah. somebody who had a, a weed cartridge who's a good basketball who's a very good p- basketball player and, yeah. and, and maybe and may i don't even know that she i mean i know she's admitting to it i think you kind of she kind of has to do these things in these yes. moments but like even if she had it or not you know from my view that that the reality those those are that's not an even exchange in terms no. of it doesn't make sense but you know but we don't hold people on bullshit well we do not that's not true mm-hmm. we don't hold maybe foreign nationals at that level right um, <laughs> but that are famous miss yeah. but it's we absolutely do hold people for bullshit but i look at the the situation and as you know i've said it before i think that every athlete every performer who has decided to work in or for um governments people warlords who who engage in human rights violations on the daily who have countries that have laws that outlaw orient sexual or, you know orientation that outlaw things that we have to all look at our where we are and ask and, and say to ourselves is this do i need to be here doing this right. she should not be in jail i am not saying she's a political prisoner and i am not saying that what i am saying is that there is something here to look at which is it's called sports washing yeah there's a term for it and um and the saudis and 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 speaking of sports washing which is exactly what trump did with the saudis by having that golf tournament yes it's washing allowing governments and entities to wash their their images through sports events through concerts and to look like they are not um behind the times or horrific not evil not evil and you know you know who turned down i'm not sure about this number but i read that tiger woods turned down 700 million dollars to play in that tournament that wouldn't surprise me that they that that the money. Saudis offered him seven hundred million dollars and he turned it down. That I and I do and I have to say you know it's I I object to calling 
I object to the use of equity and pay as being the justification mm-hmm. <laughs> for <laughs> for sports. You know, I, I you know, you know I, 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 I don't me, like that. Right. But you know what? For me, what I can't sit here and say as a person is to look at somebody else's reasonings why they do something, because we all do crazy things. You know, people do crazy things for reason their, their personal reasons. But what I can say is that what it has brought to the forefront is the the pay inequity, you know what I mean, of women. And if that means that that increases because of it, can we fucking just increase what our female sports players, you know, are getting? And, you know, and yeah, I, I just, you know how I feel about them, Francis. Mm-hmm. You know, I object to heroifying people in, in some ways because I feel like it's not the same as Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. He's 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 he was making an active action of protest. Mm-hmm. She got caught with some some a little amount of weed in a vape cartridge. Right. She wasn't going. This was not her way of, a, of bringing attention. No, to not at equity. all. I completely agree. Yes, you absolutely. Know? Yeah. So. So we, yes, for us, it can do that. It has the moment where it can do for people who haven't thought about it or didn't realize the situation, which is hard for me to believe, but but we can hear that I, that is true. But I think I look at the situation. I'm like, I, I want her. I, she absolutely, we have to get her out of there. I am, as you said, Francis, I am so deeply uncomfortable with allowing them to, with allowing the Russians to get back an arms dealer who yeah. was called like the dealer of death mm-hmm. in order for this to happen. Although, but she needs, we need to get her out of there stat. Yeah. So I don't have an answer. No, I'm no, not going to no. lie to you and tell you I have an answer. <laughs> and apparently this is how these things are done. But, oh, and when we were talking about uh, the Kansas voters, you know, rejecting the proposed state constitutional amendment, Biden then also, thank God, plans to sign a second executive order to support individuals traveling out of state for an abortion. I want to take a moment to stop and talk about this because it has never occurred to me that we would need, you know, this is to stop a, a new day underground railroad for women. If you think about that, you, I mean, let that hold space for that really, truly hold space that the president of the United States has to come out against states that are looking for ways to ban women from traveling outside of their borders. That was something like when you learned about this, think about this, when you thought learned about the United States of America, mm-hmm. when you were in fourth and third, when you were fourth grade, when you were doing those maps. And it was mm-hmm. amazing because it was like, there aren't other countries, there are states, and we all work along with each other. We get along with each other. You can travel. Mm-hmm. You don't have to show yep. a passport to go from Illinois to mm-hmm. Indiana. No. We can travel no. freely within the borders of this country. That's what the word united is supposed to suggest. Thank you. And I really need us to hold space for that idea. We were trying to treat, we're talking about treating women like runaway slaves. And here's the deal. There's a whole bunch of problems with that, obviously. Number one being the only way you can possibly know if someone is leaving the state for an abortion is you have to violate her right to privacy and find out if she's pregnant. 
The only way you can do that is to demand that people show something like their COVID card, mm-hmm. their pregnancy card, or submit to some sort of a test. We're talking about the only way to enforce this is an incredibly, incredibly wrong and evil, evil and unconstitutional and immoral intrusion into people's medical lives, which, which is what it is all about. And understand also that for me, the first image I had was after Hurricane Katrina and watching black people try to cross the Edmund Pettus Bridge and yeah. have them be stopped for a second time. Mm-hmm. And actually it's more like third time that protest went on more than one day, but a second instance of having people stopped at that bridge, black people being told you cannot cross this bridge because that's what they did after Katrina. Yeah. The neighboring cities did not want to let people in the quote, refugees i never thought i'd live to see a day an american inside of america got called a refugee yeah refugees to let and now they're going to do it to all women yeah because when you let people get we started the conversation here Mm -hmm. when you let people get away with bs they get worse they don't get better they don't just stay at that level of bs they get worse and now here we are I said to a friend of mine when the when the uh the SCOTUS decision came down, I was like, the only they're going to try, they're going to find ways around this. They're going to find ways to make sure that women, because people were saying, well, here in California, we'll become a sanctuary state or whatever. We're gonna become a sanctuary state. I'm like, that's great, and we should do that, but they're going to find ways around that. They're the, the whole point is the ban. And here we are. This is the problem with allowing things to fester. Yep. Yep. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey everyone, it's AG from Muller She Wrote and The Daily Beans. And Steve Pearson from the How We Win podcast. We're bringing together some of our besties for a live super pod to raise money for the How We Win Fund and elect Democrats in November. Featuring us, of course. The hilarious Frangela duo. Ben and Brett Mazelis from the Midas Touch podcast. And the one and only Kathy Griffin. Join us on Monday, August 22nd at Largo in Los Angeles. Go to HowWeWinLive.com and get your tickets now. That's HowWeWinLive.com. Welcome back. The Senate passed legislation that expands medical care to an estimated 3.5 million veterans who may have been exposed to toxic burn pits on U.S. military bases. Finally. Thank you. Dude, after voting against it. Yes. And congratulating themselves about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had to turn around because they got called out by everyone, including what's my man's name? John uh, Stewart. Thank you. I was like, it is not John Stamos. We don't like him. It's not John Stamos. <laughs> it's not John Stamos. Not John Stamos. <laughs> not him. Not him. John Stewart. Uh, John Stewart. I mean, John Stewart was like, if this is the state of the Senate of the Congress, then we are fucked. That's like a quote. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he, you know, because he's been a, a you know, an advocate, veterans advocate for veterans. It's disgusting that they, you know, when they talk about, you know, every time I hear Ted Cruz or some other Republican talk about the Democrats turning things into political games, I see them high fiving, voting down legislation because it happens to be legislation that Democrats, because if the Democrats pass some legislation that they don't like, yeah. so they go after the very next bill, which just happens to be a wholly good thing to help people yeah. who've served the country. Yeah, like they can fuck off. 
It's the largest expansion of care in VA history and mm -hmm. is expected to cost $280 billion over a decade. And you know what? Worth every fucking penny. Because yeah. let me say this, okay? When you think about, when you think about what these people have got, these young people, the youth of America have gone out and done for this country, in service of of fucking senators of of these Love men you. and you don't want to fucking take care of them thank you i can't i can't i can't always agree about the mission i don't agree about killing people i don't agree about a whole bunch of other things but what i do know is is that these veterans deserve everything we can give to them they have given so much and then to come back and be ill after 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 being having pride for having served this country and for people to turn their backs on them i just i can't angela i, I know just 41 41 republican senators had voted against the bill after uh, senator manchin announced that he'd made a deal with chuck schumer and i believe it was actually was it chuck schumer but anyway after we all learned that manchin had gotten his act together yes on uh, on other legislation they were like well we're gonna punish you but they punish us like it, this is not a game and i look at people like ted cruz and marco rubio and all these people and and they they're playing with our lives yes like, with it, these, it, like it's thing. an ego game for them and it, it, it's disgusting it's children's lives it, it, it's 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 and, and by none of whom at one point the I think there were only two people in Congress in U.S. government who had who had children in the military and that was Biden and I can't remember who the other person was years ago like it's like you don't serve the government in the government that you were there allegedly serving like no it's it's, it's no. this. But you're, you're, that you're, happened, you're, and so good. Good. That's great. The U.S. Justice Department subpoenaed Trump's White House counsel as part of its investigation into the January 6th insurrection. I, what? That, Angela, Angela, Angela. I am shocked. Angela, hmm. I need hmm. somebody to take me by my little baby Jesus hand right. and explain to me why the fuck this is just happening. Okay, look. I'm going to take you. Let me open up this Shelton Dugan's uh, emergency line for you. Okay, here's the deal. When you want information from the people who are witnesses and or the villains, you really, like, they have to be in the right mood for it. <laughs> oh! Oh! Because that's their journey. That's their truth. Like, Pat Cipollone's journey is not your journey. No, okay, it, it ain't none of our journey. And how dare you? How dare any of us try to interrupt his journey down the road of being involved in sedition and treason while trying to protect my own ass and not saying shit about it. That's his journey. Okay. That's his experience. And when he has to, when he's ready to talk about his experience, I'm sure he will. Now, here's my thing. I need to, we would, the fact that it took this long, you were absolutely right, is absolutely infuriating. Yes. Not to mention, it's insulting. It's in, none of the people who have defied these subpoenas have been held accountable. No. 
I don't know why. Let me explain to you something. The reason that I stiffen up when cops are around is because I have hundreds of years of generational memory to tell me what I need to behave like around the police. We seem way too comfortable in this country with a lot knowing that black parents sit down their children and tell them how they have to behave in front of police. But when we're dealing with white people in government and rich white people in particular, their behavior they don't have to act, act any kind of way. They don't have to follow the laws. No. They don't have to be respectful. No. They don't have to do anything. It's a suggestion. Right? It's a fucking suggestion. And I don't, let me tell you something. What I, sitting here as a regular American who happens to have a microphone in front of her, and that is only simply to channel your, the person who's listening, fucking rage. That's why mm -hmm. the fuck I'm here, because mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you that the fact that it has taken a year and a half to get up into the, for the Department of Justice to get uh, to, to simply add, say, you need to come the fuck in here and answer some questions. It's ridiculous. I don't know how much I can, we need to coddle your fucking nuts. I, I mean... With, with nut cozies made out of all I mean, of our rights. Girl, nut cozies. That's all we've been doing is nut cozy in these criminals. That's all. <laughs> that's all. all the fucking knitting, fucking. That's what. That's what the Department of Justice has mm -hmm. been doing. And I'm sorry, mm -hmm. I gotta let it out because I'm mad about it. I'm mad, well, and I'm, I'm glad really it's mad. happening. But I'm mad about it, Angela. I'm angry. Mm -hmm. That's right, because it's ridiculous. And it's offensive, and it's such a clear showing of that the, there just isn't, in no way is it equal. In no way do the same rules apply to any of us that apply to these people in power. And they, you know, we can give lip service to that all we want, but until I start seeing, because yeah. they're, they're willing, they're putting in jail, you know, the, the you know, January 6th shaman, mm -hmm. idiot, but not mm -hmm. the guy who told him to come. And not the person who said, take your weapons and go to the Capitol, I'll go with you. We're not yeah. holding any of them accountable. What you, there's quite clearly two different, and I, all this, you know, it takes time and Merrick this, no, 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 no. I don't, you know, what, what I know is let my black happy ass do one, let me maybe not have my tags correct on my car as I pull out the driveway. Yep, yep, and let me tell you this. And, and you know, we got, we have election deniers running for office. And winning primaries. And winning, winning primaries. They let me tell you something. These sons of bitches shouldn't be able to run. They should be no, in they jail. No, that and lawsuit you know they, against Marjorie Taylor Greene was absolutely justified and absolutely they should. And I know they're appealing it, but it absolutely she should not be able to run for office. She's participated in a, a seditious attempted insurrection and attempt. And here's the thing we need to stop saying. They didn't attempt to stop the peaceful transfer of power. They did. They yeah. stopped the peaceful transfer of power. That's right. They they did do that. They didn't take over the government yet, but they did, in fact, stop the peaceful transfer of power. That's right. People died that day. And let me tell you something. The children who read about this a hundred years from now, if we are if we do our jobs fucking right, will understand the blood was spilled and what happened that day. Because that, I'm going to tell you something. What we also are in the fight of our lives for right mm -hmm. now is the is is just history. Yep.
just truth because if you you can hear the GOP right now what they want to say they want to smooth this part of history over so that mm -hmm. no one in in the future has to read how horrible they were you know oh. what Francis and this is the thing I, I think 100 years is is that's optimistic but I'm gonna have to read back to you something you sent to me hmm you texted this to me because it fits right here. You tested, I think I, I think it might have been a post from Facebook. This woman wrote, uh, today in my classroom, I had a soon-to-be teacher observe me in my classroom for two hours. She was my age. She did not have a, patch, a bachelor's degree. Her husband did four years in the military 30 years ago. The state of Florida gave her a five-year teaching certification because she's married to a veteran. She was a waitress. She starts teaching third grade next week, and the only thing she had to do to get this teaching certification was to observe certified teachers and their classrooms for a total of 12 hours. She had asked me what I meant by phonetic spelling, reading fluency, and mathematical operations. Let me tell you, when I tell you that that is not an accident, mm -hmm. that is not, that is not, that is the state of Florida. That is DeSantis. That is, pe that is people sitting down saying, I would like an uneducated electorate. Yeah. I would like... That's not an accident. They didn't come up with married to a veteran because they're that, that. There's a lot of ways to go that didn't have to be that. This yeah. is about making sure that whatever the history is, however it's written, ain't nobody going to be able to read it. Yep. Yep. I don't and think it's criminal. Say, and let me tell you something. And let me tell you something. Have you seen the, the stats after the pandemic? Do you know 30% of children have been going back to school in California? I did not know that. 30 30% have not re-entered the classroom. Those are, this, this is especially disturbing because at the age where we're going to need some people to um, be able to make decisions. Yep. Okay. It's, it's, it's just, it's absolutely criminal. It's, um, criminal. it's all criminal. It's all criminal. Uh, here's the thing. Oh, 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 oh. The Pentagon. Let's get to this shit. Okay. The Pentagon. Okay, thank you. Erase the phones of Trump's departing senior defense officials, including text messages related to the January 6th attack on the Capitol. The Pentagon did it because you know why? And why? we all know, we all the fuck know why. Because they were, everybody was texting going, what the fuck do we do? And you know, you know, Trump's ass was like, well, why don't you do X, Y, and Z? And was and asked something so absolutely out the box yep. that they got rid of it. Everybody, in, and what I resent about even the way this is written, uh, the Defense Department wiped the phones of top departing DOD and Army officials at the end of the Trump administration, deleting any texts from key witnesses to events surrounding the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol, according to court filings. Now, this, these court filings are come from a FOIA, Freedom of Information Act um, lawsuit that was brought about by an organization we're going to talk about more later, American Oversight. But understand, I object to the use of the words Defense Department because that was those were people. Mm -hmm. There is there is the Defense Department isn't like a computer. Mm -mm. Right. There are people who are the people that the phones get turned into who, what is the chain of, uh, what do you call it? The chain of assets Command. or whatever. That, oh, yeah. Yeah. Or chain, know, not, chain of, uh, oh, 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 evidence. Yeah. Like, like what, because someone erased, the, deleted 
all, from all of the key players, just those texts. Mm-hmm. You can get the text about about um all, yesterday. You yeah. can get the text about uh you know oh, do 1989. You have yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or are you going to the company barbecue in in 2007? But you can't get the text about the most significant event in our nation's history since, in my opinion, the fucking Civil War. Yeah. You can't get. Those and you're gonna tell me I need to know who at the defense department, who in these and who got, where do you turn in your phone? Who takes the phones? Who wipes them? Who does because that this is absolutely, absolutely the destruction of evidence and it in no way is it an accident. No, and I and I can't and I'm so sick of us allowing these these what we know to be treacherous traitors in our government. Yeah. Yeah, From Secret Service, Department of Defense, the Justice Department, they are people all over because I it's entirely possible that somebody from Trump's team or the White House or Trump himself said, make sure you wipe those tests, but I'm willing to believe that nobody had to say it. Nobody that's that's and here's the and here is the point. The crux then, of the biscuit. Yeah, here we go. The crux of the motherfucking biscuit. The that crux is is that and they all lining themselves up right now. Yep. Because and and here's and and the thing is is that they won't they don't won't have to put together fake electors in, anymore. No, nope. everybody will know what the play is. They yeah, don't, they have, don't have, to have to make any more incriminating texts or meeting garages anymore. No, no, no. They they know what to do. Two Arizona uh, Republicans who participated in the efforts to f- submit fake slates of oh electors claiming God. Trump won the state told a Trump lawyer that they were concerned that the plan could appear, this is a quote, treasonous. It's a quote. It I'm sorry, Rennes, could, you, could you repeat that quote to the me? The quote is, it could appear treasonous. Kelly Ward, the chairwoman of the Arizona Republican Party, and Kelly Townsend, the Ke- I'm going to call them the, the, the Kellys of doom, <laughs> a state senator raised concerns to Kenneth, what's with the, I mean, KKK, is it me? Kenneth Cheeseboro, a lawyer working with the Trump campaign about the alternate slate of electors, alternate, I want them to stop saying that because they didn't even call them alternate, they called them fake. Yeah. Um, fake state of electors plan because there was no legal challenges that could flip the results of the election. There was no legal, uh, get rid of the word challenges. There was no legal way to change the vote. You don't need the word challenges. It obscures the reality of what they're doing, right? Cheeseboro shared their concerns in a December 11th, 2020 email to other members of of, uh, the legal team, which included Rudy Giuliani. Despite the concern, Ward joined the effort and signed a certificate of the votes in the 2020 electors from Arizona, that's in quotes, and claimed that Trump had won the state's 11 electoral college votes. Understand, as we said, I believe last week, you can be too right. Yeah. We yeah. were too right. We yeah. were too correct. You too. couldn't tell me that I was, I didn't even, I thought they'd have files labeled we committed crimes, but not inside of the files that would say, we got to be really careful about being caught for committing these crimes. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it could appear treasonous. I mean, because it is treasonous. Because it <laughs> is treason. And again and again, we're back to the Alex Jones of it all. Just because you want it to be so, just because you want, let me tell you something. I wanted, I wanted Hillary Clinton to be the president so deeply in my heart and my soul and every cell of my being. And it hurt and it was painful. And I, we flew out to Washington DC and we, a million, a million women did show up in DC. 
and yep. we and we let our anger we do, and pain out. And we what did we do? What? We peacefully protested, Angela. Mm, we no, we sewed knitted hats, pussy That's hats. That's right. We protested. What didn't we do? We didn't. We didn't ransack the fucking capital, and we what? did not try to stop the trans peaceful transfer of fucking power. We didn't make up fake electors and then say, "Hey, that vote doesn't count." We no, didn't, we didn't. No. Even though, by the way, he did, Donald Trump did not win the popular vote. No, he did not. But we didn't do that. Do not let people get you in this both sides do it bullshit. Let me explain something about journalism to you. I need this is off offshoot, but I need to say it, Francis. It's on my nerves. This is my heart, you know, my palpitations. This is what I have to say. Journalism and journalists, they're not there to help us shape our opinion. They're there to give us the information. What they're supposed to do is report information. Now, they have editorial shows that are like Joy Reid's show, like, you know, um, anybody else's show, Nicole Wallace. That's her show. It's got her point of view, her people that she decided to have on. But we're supposed to get information. And what I deeply, we talk about it all the time, but when they try to act that somehow that they are, uh, there's this concept of fairness. There's no fairness in reporting. This is not about what's fair. You know, when I say something negative about one person, then I go, okay, I need to say something negative about the other side. That's not news reporting. No, no. The reality here is when there is no both sides to it, you have no examples none of progressive political groups people antifa whatever you want to believe exists or doesn't or the dem or crowds of democrats doing what these people have done none it just hasn't happened yep. and i cannot cannot get over the fact that we are repeatedly allowing these people to say their crimes out loud and and well, a Trump-endorsed election denier won the Republican nomination to oversee voting in Arizona. This is a because the lie has continued, been able, they've been able to foster the lie. We now have fruit coming from yeah. that yeah. branch of the tree. Yeah. And and my problem is then children will grow up and believe that we eat that tr fruit. Hallelujah. And that fruit is poisonous. It's, po it's poison. It's, it ain't nothing but poison. fucking poison. So for me, yeah. cut it yeah. out. Well, and here we go back to our, our discussion of the DNC. And I am vote, vote blue. I'm dead serious about it, but that doesn't mean we don't critique our party. And that doesn't mean we don't hold our party accountable. Mm -hmm. And and then we bring the same level of critique to ourselves that we bring to others. And this is my problem with the DNC and with the decision to donate to these um, super, super right, racist, white nationalist, clan backed people. Yeah. Here's my problem with it, Francis. When we had decent de Democrats trying to run in elections, I always forget the, the asshole's name in Illinois. Oh, right. Hey, mm. um, I'm, I'm sorry. I know that's ignorant of me, but he he's out of office finally now. Mm -hmm. But when he, uh, there was a guy who was a Democrat in name only, and he'd been in there for a while, and the DNC and the Democratic Party supported him. There was one other woman running uh, as a Democrat who was new. She's progressive politics. She was absolutely a Democrat um, against him in the primary. And then he, they, we're going to be running against a man who the Republican Party had actually disavowed, although now at this time, if he ran, they, I'm sure they'd be fine with him um, because he was a, out, a very out white nationalist. That was a race that the Democrats were going to win. That It looked very good the Democrats could win. We had an opportunity to put in somebody who actually was a Democrat and who was didn't just put it behind their name as a way to win in that area. And instead, they, we backed, the, and by we, I mean our party, the DNC, backed the guy who we knew wasn't really a Democrat and voted against uh, uh, all of our policies a lot of the time, if not all of the time. 
it is the problem here. It's like, why is it that we are willing to put money and energy and effort into getting a shitty person for our poor people to run against rather than having the best candidates we can have? Because, like, because like, get the best candidates the we can have. We l- let me tell you something because we have pollsters, we have uh we have bean counters, we have we have people who this is the problem. Not gaming out our lives. Yes, Damn. Exactly. We and that is the problem. And that and, and that and that is the problem. That is why it is difficult for people to have vision. Because what we get taught are core beliefs and core structure. See, and this is what is really interesting is, and I'll give you an example of it. When you've been watching Steve, people like Steve Kornacki at the big board talking about Mm -hmm. November and talking about historically what happens to the White House, uh, the administration, and how they lose, you know, in the House and Senate. But but and you know and they ste- you're, they're steadily priming people's brains yep. for that versus what is what can we be doing yep what is the solution you know what i'm going to tell you I, you know what i believe the difference in uh success in life is there are people who sit there and want to complain about the problem focus how on how it fucking hurts how what how it what what it's doing to them and complain about it yeah. or and that's okay it's okay to process but when you stay in that shit yeah. or or you can be solution oriented yeah. Or that stop allowing people to tell you it's a binary choice. Thank you. Like that that it that if we do this we can't do that because it's not that's a false notion. We can we so can acknowledge false. people's rights, you know. It it's 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 we can do both and we we have every right and need to be critiquing ourselves and our party and owning it. You know what I always say? I, we need to learn how to be bouncers at at the, the Democratic Party. There ain't no reason you wouldn't if I were in charge I'm gonna tell you something. I can tell you right now that Chris, I've had to hear Kristen Sinema's name too much, too much today. Mm-hmm. Much mm-hmm. too much if I had to hear that bitch's name. I don't need to hear. Why are we talking to her? Thank you. I, Stop giving her that power. Bounce the bitch from our lunch table. That's it. Bounce, bounce her from. You know, she don't. She does not belong with us. And so stop having her be a part of us. And before we go. The Department of Justice is actually trying to bring some justice. Oddly, um, the DOJ uh, announced on Thursday today that they were recording U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced that the Department of Justice has filed charges against four former and current, which pisses me off, current, uh, Louisville police officers in connection with the murder of Breonna Taylor. The charges include civil rights offenses, unlawful conspiracies, unconstitutional use of force, and obstruction offenses. Um, this is a quote from Mayor Garland. He said, the federal charges announced today allege that members of a police investigations unit falsely falsified the affidavit used to obtain the search warrant of Ms. Taylor's home and that this act violated federal civil rights laws and that these violations resulted in Ms. Taylor's death. Uh, the federal charges against Detective Joshua Jaynes, former Louisville Detective Kelly Goodlett and Sergeant Kyle Meany allege that they violated 
Taylor's Fourth Amendment rights when they sought a warrant to search her home while knowing they lacked probable cause and that they knew their affidavits supporting the warrant contained false and misleading information and omitted other material information, which resulted in her death. Among other things, this is a quote, the affidavit falsely claimed that officers had verified the target of the alleged drug trafficking operation had received packages at Ms. Taylor's address. In fact, the defendants knew that that was not true. Um, furthermore, the prosecutors alleged Janes and Goodlett met in a garage, which seems to be the location of choice for the treachery. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, met in a garage after Breonna Taylor's uh, death, where they agreed to tell investigators who were looking into the raid a false story. Yep. And you know what? This is the, I think the theme of today's podcast is about accountability. It's over and over and over accountability. And, you know, and our hearts are just, I think, almost, it feels rendered empty at this point from just bleeding out from shit like this. When they're, you know, just, you know, that's why we were all so on edge with Derek Chauvin. We just want some accountability, you know? When we're looking at people like Kyle Rittenhouse get off with murdering people. When you're looking at Donald Trump getting, you know, not being called enough to the carpet quick enough. When we just get into Pat Cipollone. And and understand that in this investigation, the two officers who actually fired the guns, they're not among these officers. No. They're not, they're not involved in this accountability moment, but potential accountability moment. Like, so they are still ridiculous, which is ridiculous because they were operating under false information. Now they did use excessive force and they did fire into a window that they couldn't see through. Like there's all, you know, there's all that, but you know, the state's attorney in Kentucky just said that was okay. Mm -hmm. So this is the problem with the big accountability and that's accountability on us as citizens also we've got to be accountable for the leadership we elect and the leadership that we don't elect by refusing to vote too many people in this country do not participate too many people in this country are not voting at all and as long as we aren't taking control of the levers of government that doesn't mean that nobody's going to these you know people what? are you know what in kansas the numbers in 2014 uh midterms brought out 300,000 average 300,000 people in uh the next midterm in 26 2018, 2018? I think. Yeah, 2018, it was uh, 600,000. This year, it came out to almost, I think Kansas came because of uh, abortion, a million people came out to vote. Mm-hmm. When you think about the difference between 300,000 people making a decision versus a million people making a decision, and that the, that 700,000 people were living under the tyranny of those 300,000 people who came out. And, and I have to tell you, you know, the reality is that there are so many more others who still aren't. That's and we right. need to be voting. We, voting after they've taken our rights away you know, is, is, you know, we could avoid this whole problem. Mm-hmm. Um, every level of government counts, whether it's, you know, school board, dog catcher, state's attorney, state assembly. This is where, you know, it's not just the presidency clearly, and it's not yeah. just the Senate clearly. So, and, and it's, you know, we look at who sheriffs are, 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, prosecutors, DAs, you know, service matters, service. Yes. Service matters on every, at every level. Accountability matters at every level, at every level. And that is our final word. And now it's time for emails, emails. Time to go get your emails. Thank you for writing us at frangela08 at gmail.com. This first email is from Mamie. She says, ladies, I sent you a bit of money as a thank you. Always a good thank thank you. you. Um, For making me laugh till I cry on more than one occasion. I had to share your JetBlue as Incubus episode with a (laughs) um, friend who had conveyed her own horror story. Please keep the smart, funny stuff coming. Mamie, thank you so much, baby. If you didn't listen to last week's podcast, you really should. Yes, you should. Because we we address... Um, the impending wormhole into the netherworld of hell that might be opened by this Spirit Airlines JetBlue deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. This next email is from Rebecca H. Thank you. You two loved ones haven't really been well. We're sorry, Rebecca. You two make me happy and want the best for you both. Wanting justice, waiting, smooches. Thank, Thank you, you Rebecca. Rebecca. We, want you, we hope you feel better. And we you want know, you to feel better. In these times, I know it's really hard. Yeah. And then we have, hi, Frangela, decades-long stepfed here. I just love you both. Mm-hmm. For Margaret S., who emailed you. If you, uh, last week's podcast, we read an email from Margaret S. It was in response to things that we can do mm-hmm. um, for uh, just other than, you know, voting. Um, she said, uh, so she goes on to say, I was a poll watcher for uh, the D- Democratic Florida, I guess, uh, DFL here in Minnesota in the 2008 election. Please share the following with Margaret S. and listeners regarding poll watchers. One, yes, people look at you funny, aren't sure of your intentions at first. Two, in Minnesota, polls are open 7 a.m. to to 8 p.m., which means 15-hour work days for poll workers. So I got a great deal of time to get to know the poll workers. As a result, they came to understand why I was there, um, and we had a fantastic time. Three, turns out I knew the legal intricacies better than they did because of training and had the documentation which answered many of their questions. Yes, by the middle of the day, they were asking me, what does your info say about XYZ? Overall, a wonderful experience. However, I would suggest Margaret S. sign up to be a poll worker instead. Since the 2008 election, I have served as a poll worker. For most of that time, I've been an assistant head judge. A person is much more effective ensuring the right to vote by working at the polls. Additional shout out to Margaret S. as I grew up in Chicago. Teresa. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you both for your involvement in getting out there. Yes. And now it's time for resistance. Wrap up. These are actionable items, something you can look to do this week. Now, we mentioned this organization earlier today. They are the, the organization that is suing FOIA. Um, and they have lots of um uh, lots of different investigations that they're charged of. And basically what they are is it's called uh, American Oversight. So if you go to AmericanOversight.org, you can learn more about them. Um, they are fighting for, to keep uh, government transparent and ethical. Um, they need to, donations, but it's also just a great place for you to get information. They're talking about looking at threats to democracy, holding the Trump crimes accountability, the coronavirus um, pandemic response, and, and how, all the things that we need to know about as citizens to be informed and to make sure that we are fighting for our republic and our freedom. So check them out. I'm Francis Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The Final Word. 
no surprise that newsmakers try to manipulate the audience. They want you to believe that they are the one holding the line and they'll use any trick they can to get you there. But don't let them fool you. Get unspun. I'm Amanda Sturgill. I've been a reporter, and today I teach future reporters to cut the spin and think critically about what newsmakers say. My podcast, Unspun, shows you how to know when you're being manipulated by the news. Learn to spot the tricks and how to make up your own mind about what's true. So if you're tired of being fooled by the news, subscribe to Unspun today. Unspun, because you deserve the truth. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.